Welcome back, folks, to Random Encounters in the Library. It's Wednesday, August 14th, and this is episode 60. So, originally, I was going to have a little rant about something that came up recently um, on a, a blog. There, uh, there was uh, something about a Kickstarter that had funded, and people were complaining about it, and um, <clears throat> which I understand. I agreed with some of the things, but then some people wanted to take the the two people in question to task for stuff unrelated to role playing and the community in general. So, or uh, that was the one person. The other person, their just their general, will say health and how they are in public. Um, but I decided not to do that. Uh, instead, just everybody needs to try to get along. Um, you know, if you got a complaint about something. You don't need to try to drag somebody through the mud with stuff that's unrelated. You just focus on the topic at hand. And if you are correct in your assumption that the person, you know, needs to be vilified or whatever, then it won't be an issue. But if you have to reach back <laughs> through the years to pull up some mud to sling, then your um your argument is kind of weak so today uh it's going to be split into two sections we're going to talk about um magazines uh the first bit is going to be about uh doctor who magazine and the second bit will be about um dragon and dungeon um basically um keeping up Get having enough content to uh, sustain a monthly magazine over the ages. So, um, with that, I'll be back in a bit. So, the idea for this uh, came to me recently and really kind of hit home today <laughs> because, um, well, I'm here in the states, the Florida, southeast United States. Uh, and the uh, bookstore that I work at finally last week uh, got issue 540, which is a month, month and a half behind the UK and I guess uh, specialty shops maybe over here. Comic stores might get it just at the same or whatever. Um, I purchased it. Um, because all the stuff about, uh, John Pertwee, <clears throat> as I'm usually, you know, I, there's enough in, you know, it's not the season, uh, 12, you know, it, it, there's no sneak peeks or talking to the folks. Um, so mostly if I want to pick it up, it's going to be because it has something special regarding classic uh, Doctor Who or interview, a big interview or whatever. Um, 
but it got me thinking uh, in the past, especially the wilderness years, and um, as Doctor Who has moved through uh, the different incarnations and the magazine has changed as well, uh, things that the magazine has used to keep its um, sales up to justify having a magazine uh, dedicated just to uh, Doctor Who. Um, and I know one of the things in recent years when uh, it came back on the screens was the uh, Time Team <clears throat> where they went back and watched the classic series. That was the first Time Team. And... Um, as I'm currently at work, I don't have access to my uh, magazines. But it was like they'd watch an episode. Um, I don't think they watched like the entire story, but maybe just an episode. Um, well, they might have watched a, a story. Um, but um, so and then they'd comment about it. And um, so that filled out a few pages a month, and they could have pictures in there to pad it out a bit. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And then they, when they finished that, then they went, um, maybe they were far enough to where they could do the new C series with Christopher Eccleston. Like, maybe, I think they might have been in Stephen Moffat or something. Who knows? But, um, yeah, so you had that. Um, of course, there was the uh, fact of fiction, um, the stories where they'd go into the archives. Or um, if there's a juicy bit of news about they found some episodes or whatever, the big thing back in the... 90s, I believe, Tomb of the Cybermen was discovered in in its, you know, all the episodes. <clears throat> and then, of course, um, you also had uh, interviews with people um, talking about, like, when the classic show was on, um, I think during the Fifth Doctor, Sixth, Seventh, um, people were bringing up uh, the memory cheats, starting to say there's people that, you know, switched from Tom Baker to Peter Davison, and then you had people going, it wasn't as good as with Tom, or um, even, you know, the first Doctor, you know, everything else is rubbish, or Patrick Troughton was the man, and um, then you had Tomb of the Cybermen pop up, and then you had people going, oh, now we get to see if it's really worth all the hype. And, of course, you had some people panning it. Um, part of that is all opinion. Um, I feel that there's a lot of positive stuff in Tomb of the Cybermen. Uh, it's pretty good. I've seen, um, oh, my God, when Enemy of the World uh, came out, when they found that and all of that and almost all of Web of Fear. I think they were just missing one episode of that Enemy of the World rocked. I love that. Um, I remember reading the Target novelization, so I was struggling to remember, alright, what happens? 
Um, I forgot about the little twist at the towards the end, but yeah, uh, some good stuff. Uh, Web of Fear. I like that. I felt maybe it went a little long. It's been a while since I've watched that, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, the magazine. You um, you have a magazine, and whoever's running it, trying to fill it out, uh, like a any editor of any magazine like all right we need this we need this we need this you know um i think some of the draw i think one of the big draws that they've kept pretty constant is the um comic strip and then having the uh little comedy little strips in um i but then you get, as it's went on, it's had to re, rehash old, um, what do you call it, like um, the fact of fiction. I'm sure they've gone over some of the same stories. And maybe they've gotten extra information, which I'm not going to knock them going back over. And then, hey, we got this little thing we found. You know, pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Uh, so, yes, but if uh, anybody out there has a favorite thing that kind of fits that, uh, go ahead and uh, write in with the email, or if you feel like doing the Anchor app, send in a voice message. Um, either way, I welcome any kind of feedback and look forward to hearing from you guys. All right, I'll be back in a minute with the Dragon Magazine. So, Dragon Magazine. <clears throat> so, <laughs> one of the, well, it's a pro and a con with Dragon Magazine compared to Doctor Who Magazine is there is no off-season for um, Dungeons & Dragons or role-playing games in general. Um, one thing that it, Dragon has for it is, um, it could expand a little bit of what it is. Um, so Dragon typically at the start was the Dungeons & Dragons fantasy role-playing focused. Um, I think it, it had some war game type stuff with, with it. Uh, I remember seeing some miniatures stuff. Um, I think the earliest Dragon Magazine, physical Dragon Magazine, that I've uh, had in my hands and looked through is maybe 50-something, 50 55. Uh, so I, <laughs> I have not had much experience with um, super early Dragon but um, <clears throat> the bad part of not having an off-season, I think I started to get sidetracked there, is then all of your stuff is going into it. And there's not a guarantee that you're going to have some new stuff um, next year when the new season comes up or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so at some point... You're going to have to go back and re-examine 
um, stuff that you'd previously um, examined. But you can also, like I said, they added in the 80s, they had the Aries section where it was science fiction, uh, role-playing and, and stuff, uh, stories. They could put some stories in there. Um, and, of course, the fantastic uh, Dragon Mirth with the little comic, you know, comedy strips. Uh, Snarf Quest. Um, later on, they had, what, Robinson's War. Oh, and we can't forget Wormy. Uh, Tramps Wormy. Oh, my gosh. It was like a, a little bit of drama because you had the spellcaster coming and casting all that stuff. And you had the things with the the <laughs> dwarves. They had the, the dragon balls or whatever they were using for uh, cannons or I don't know. So having a magazine like Dragon, I think it started out every two months or quarterly and then they moved it to um, monthly but I think it might work best with um, a quarterly or what bi-monthly uh, schedule just so you don't burn through a bunch of stuff so you could give you time to build up something um, but I got handed to them. They they did uh, manage to. They kept it going. I don't know. I th I kind of dropped off with the second edition. Um, with that stuff coming in, and then uh, but then you had. Um, so for Dragon, every once in a while they'd have an adventure in there, and it was like, oh my god, that is awesome. But then Dungeon came along. And that kind of sucked all that out. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah. Now, um, with the Doctor Who magazine section, you know, I asked for people to come up with things that um, the uh, editor uh, of Doctor Who used to... Um, kind of um, like pad out <laughs> not quite what I'm trying to say but you know um, compensate for it's an off season or whatever you know we don't want to put the same thing out every few years with Dragon I think you kind of get that that um, when the new edition came out it was like, hey, we get to go back over the, all the character classes again and re-examine all the races and how they fit into this new rule set, um, which I definitely saw a lot of that when 3rd uh, Edition came out. Every month was a different uh, class or a race, so they were good for a year. And I think they were able to start ahead of uh, third edition coming out um, and then passed. But, uh, yeah, and I know they did theme issues at some point where the theme was castles 
or uh, um, Underdark or whatever. So if anybody has a favorite uh, monthly, um, like, um, article, I feel like there's a better name for it. Like the ecology of, I don't know if that was an every month thing, but um, stuff like that. Um, send me a message, anchor, email, and um, that would be great. Okay, I'll be back with the end of notes. All right, so that's episode 60. Um, if you want to leave me a message on Anchor, that's fantastic. Emails, fantastic. Any kind of feedback's fantastic. Emails at jamesyoder underscore artist at yahoo.com. And, uh, yep, that's all we need. So, uh, if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, leave a review. That would be fantastic. Um, and, uh, yeah, all right. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys, and uh, happy gaming. Bye.